the excitement and the expertise and the knowledge and the care that we have for the people, the people on the other side of these screens. You're listening to Small Minded, the podcast that believes being small is a good thing because small steps lead to big impact, small towns have a big heart, and small businesses play a big role in our modern way of life. I'm your host, Molly Knuth, and here at Small Minded, we share stories and strategies to help small towns and small businesses flourish. Here's to a life well-lived, being small-minded. Hey there, listener. I'm so excited to have you back today. Now, truth be told, I have been (laughs) sitting at this recording desk for probably on 40 minutes right now, I had a whole framework for what I wanted this next episode to be. And then as I got into the actual recording of it, I just couldn't make it stick. It felt like it was being forced. It was kind of coming apart. And I knew after a couple of attempts that there was obviously some kind of dissonance here. There was something in me that was not connecting with that message. And so I sat quietly for a little bit. And then an idea came. And now I think I know what we're going to do with this episode. So forgive me for it not being super polished or fully fleshed out. But as you know, I like to chat and we'll just kind of run with it. Now, before we get into the like meat and potatoes of what this episode is going to be, I do want to say that this is an example of masculine versus feminine energy. And as you've kind of been hearing on the podcast over the last few weeks, and as you'll continue to hear in upcoming episodes, I'm really leaning into this concept of rewriting and redefining the way that we as women in small towns live and work. Because in the society that we grew up in, and still today, a lot of what we determine as how we work and the way that we go to work and how we structure our day while we're at work and what even like our definition of work looks like and what does a professional person look like and how does that person sound and carry themselves. A lot of that is surrounded by what is known as masculine energy. And I am truthfully someone who has a lot of masculine energy in myself. It doesn't mean that males have masculine energy and females have feminine energy. No, no, no. It means we all have a little bit of both. Some of us have more of a balance. Others have like more heavily in the masculine, others more heavily in the feminine. But masculine energy is that real structured, scheduled, like push, drive, repetition kind of approach. So think about how we structure our work week, like in American society. It's Monday through Friday, it's 8 to 4 p.m. And this was established back in like the mid. 20th century when people were like leaving the homes to go to work in these offices or into factories and they had a time where they clocked in and they clocked out they had a specific set of steps that they did and so on and so forth the school day is much the same where you arrive at a certain time you do this subject at this time you transition at this time you go to the next subject at this time and so on and so on and so on and we've come to accept this as the way things are, but it's full of a lot of masculine energy. And in ourselves too, we can have this arise. Like for me, I know like I want to launch this program 
And then I'm going to do this, that, and the other thing to get that program launched. And then right after that, I'm going to launch this next program. And then I'm going to do this, that, and the other thing to get that launched. And then I'm going to do this. And it's this constant repetition, this constant striving, this continual process where you're still doing and doing and doing and doing and doing. And that's a very masculine approach. What I have found is that in this modern day and time, due to the advancements of technology, due to, I think in large part, the pandemic and how that kind of affected us as a society, this masculine attitude of the current structure, or like these age-old structures of how we work is shifting and it's changing. A lot of us are working remotely. A lot of us are balancing kids at home with trying to get our work finished. And also what we define as work is changing. And it doesn't always have to be so structured, clock in, clock out for a lot of us. For some of us, it is. But for a lot of us, we do have like some flexibility, especially if we are entrepreneurs and business owners that can determine our own schedules to an extent. So I just feel like this very structured masculine frame isn't the same as it was even five years ago. And what I've also found as I've been looking into this concept a little bit more is that masculine energy is this striving. It's this driving forward, but there's equal importance on the feminine, this pulling back, this reflective state, this like looking in and allowing things to happen and making space in our schedules for that. And for me, that's really hard (laughs) because I'm somebody who wants to just keep pushing and keep going. And I don't like to slow down. It makes me uncomfortable. But a lot of times where we're uncomfortable, that illustrates where we need to do the work. And for me, like allowing that feminine energy to really set in, to give that space, that's a little bit hard. But as I was going into, so why does this all make sense? Because as I was going into recording this episode, I was like, no, damn it, I'm going to do the episode that I framed out and I'm going to follow this framework and I'm going to go through my notes. And it was not working. It didn't feel authentic. It didn't feel right. And so I had to step back and I had to say, okay, what am I allowing instead? And that's where this idea came from. So the energetics are present. (laughs) Think about that. Reflect on that a little bit too in your own life, like where do you keep pushing, 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 and it feels like a grind and it feels like no progress is being made. And maybe is that an invitation to slow down, relax, and do something that frees up your brain power, frees up your creativity so you can get a different creative idea or get a download that is really the solution. And you just needed to be quiet long enough for that to sink in. So for me, again, We were going to talk about strategy and planning for the rest of the quarter, uh, for the rest of 2022, but that just didn't feel right. It didn't feel like the message we needed to send today. So instead, when I got quiet, I got thinking about transitioning and evolving. And I got thinking about my journey and how my business got started to where I am now six years in. So let's, I'm sure if you've been listening here long enough, or if you know me personally, you know this story. But for some of you who are newer, let's go back down the journey, shall we? Okay. So back in 2016, I was a mom of three little ones who were at home with me. My oldest was in school and I was pregnant with our fourth. 
And I had been a teacher, but for the last couple of years, I was substituting. And at this point, six years ago, September of 2016, I was also helping my dad and my cousin with a business that they had started and doing some admin work to help them keep things organized on that side of the business. And it was just enough for me so that I could add some income for the family, but I didn't feel like it was overwhelming that I couldn't also care for the children. And so for me at that time in our lives, that worked really, really well. And as we got working on the admin, they were looking at some marketing options. They were exploring publishing in the newspaper and putting some ads into some local truck driving magazines and building a website. And one of the things that I said was, why don't we try this Facebook pages thing? It was kind of new in our area in 2016, but I had done it for a friend and helped them set it up. I knew it was simple enough that I could do it. And so they were like, yeah, let's get started. And so as I was starting, they were um, a manufacturer of tin materials. So like that, uh, like steel siding you find on roofs or on the side of houses. So what I did with that approach was like, I didn't just show the pretty fancy pictures of like finished products. What we did, and I didn't know this was even a strategy at the time, but I was focused on like getting testimonials from people that they had worked with that told the story of like how this was so much better than what the client had had before. And we were showing the array of photos that, or sorry, the array of colors and textures that they could use through various photos versus just like, again, the standard, oh, here's our finished product. Do you want this? Yay, call us. Um, And then we also did some behind the scenes. We did some introductions to the team members. We showed what it looked like to take the rolls of steel and then crinkle it into the exact size and specifications for client jobs. And through this process, this like, kind of storytelling, but what I came to find was called content marketing. This really worked for them to get new customers and clients. And one business owner told another business owner who told another business owner. And eventually I had a roster of clients who were in my local area and wanted me to just help them build Facebook business pages. And back in 2016, which then spread into early 2017, that was enough. Like, For this new market to Facebook business pages, all we really had to do was put some pictures up and people loved it. And then if we added videos, oh my gosh, it just went nuts. Like we had so many views and so many like, oh my gosh, click throughs and shares. It was just wild. Like it boggles my mind, honestly, to think about some of the (laughs) metrics we got on those posts when I look and cringe at them because I'm like, the quality of my work was not great. But at that time, it was so awesome. and. Now I look at like the expanse of my career and the evolution of the business of MKM over the past six years and the variety of business owners we've been able to help from electricians to grading and excavating to manufacturers to then like female entrepreneurs in the fitness industry or in coaching. And not only are we doing one-on-one services anymore, but now it's also like workshops and consultations. And it's just really grown and evolved. And even beyond social media marketing, it's into like marketing strategy and graphic design. So our team has really expanded and allowed for so much more magic to happen in our business and also for our clients and customers. And over the past six years, it's been like, I don't know if you guys can identify with this, but like as you get further and further into your business, At the beginning, you're like, oh my gosh, this is magic. And like the things that were like 
so simple but got the biggest results, pretty soon after you're doing those simple things two or three years in, they don't feel as magical, right? They just feel regular. And they're just like, oh yeah, I just do this every day. And it doesn't feel like quite the magic it had the very first or second time you solved that problem or cracked that code. And over the years, I feel like my teaching and my strategy and my approach has become very tactical. And it's much more the, I was like, okay, here's the time we need to post. Here's the number of pictures we need to have. Here's the um, the way we need to write this caption. And all of that does add up to success. Don't get me wrong. But again, to kind of frame this podcast, all of those tactics are super, super masculine. So we can have all of those things lined up just so, and a social media post might still not make the mark. Have you ever had that happen? You're like, I wrote this and it was fantastic. I filmed this video and it took me three hours to do, but why didn't anybody watch it? It's because we didn't have the magic, you guys. The feeling we bring to the table, and there's even an episode a couple back called about the energy you bring matters. But the feeling that we bring to the table, the specialness, the magic that we feel when we build these posts and we tell these stories of the people we've been able to help and we share like how really cool it is, even though it seems like everyday commonplace, when I replace that switch in the wall, like all of a sudden it lights up the whole house. Like it might be regular. I might do it 10 million times a day, but to the customer or the client on the other end, that really changed the whole way that they live. And we can lose that when we are in our business for so long. We can be so nose down to the grindstone that we don't see how special and truly gifted we are and talented in this industry that we have chosen. And it's different for all of us, right? Like for some of us who are listening, you might be a boutique owner. So thank you so much for being here, first of all. And second of all, like you have a unique gift that not everybody has. Like you can look at something and you can have a style and you're like, oh, I know that this shirt will go with this pant and I know that this belt will just like really set it off. Whereas someone like me could walk in and I could like put an outfit together. I'm like, this just doesn't hit, but you've got that gift and you can make it happen for those clients. And you can know like what colors work best with certain skin tones. Hairstylists, you guys fascinate me. Because I don't know how you know to cut bangs. I don't know how you know to mix toner so that it brings out the certain perfect shade that's going to highlight my natural color. I don't know how contractors listening, like how do you take two by fours and turn it into a house? It floors me. And don't even get me started on people who know how to like code websites and stuff. How do you take strings of numbers and letters and then it turns into an experience? It's crazy. but. For those of us who are in these industries, you might have caught yourself as you heard me calling you out and you might have said, oh yeah, like, I guess that is pretty cool. Or like, I didn't think about it in that way. I've just been like going to work, doing the thing on my to-do list and getting it done. And there's just so much magic in what we do on the day-to-day. And maybe you don't like the word magic, but talent, gift, I don't know. But when we go to talk about that with others, and especially I feel like in like small towns, Midwest, we want to be humble. And people are, we're like, you know, you get into these small town conversations and it's like, so what do you do? Oh, well, I do like social media marketing for business owners. And not everybody knows how to do that. And so people like 
just for an example, I sat down with a one-on-one client consultation last week. And here I was coming in thinking that we were going to talk about strategy and like, here's what you want to accomplish as your goal. Here are the things we're going to use as talking points. Here's the format we're going to do for these posts. And that'll get you there. But what they needed in that moment was they needed the magic of some of those foundational bits that I thought were commonplace. They needed to know the difference between a like and a share in a social media post. They needed to know, how do I find the right time that somebody is online? And it, like, just to answer that question, it is in your insights, but also like, it's also the magic of you knowing your audience. Like what time is your ideal person going to have downtime so that they can just scroll their phone? Like it's knowing that about your client and that's magic. And in these times where we have these little bits of magic sprinkled in that it's not so much about posting right away at 11.07 a.m. or having seven pictures in the post instead of three. It's in the excitement and the expertise and the knowledge and the care that we have for the people, the people on the other side of these screens. We're not here for the metrics, guys. We can't be. If you get to the point of social media and marketing where you're just looking at open rates, or you're just looking at likes, you're missing the whole point. And I feel like that's the unfair advantage that we as small business owners have over some of these big brands. Sure, they have bigger marketing budgets, they have more people on their teams, but they don't have the intimate one-on-one knowledge of their clients, customers, and neighbors like you do. If you go to build a social media post, you know that it's going to go to your friend down the street. Somebody at Target, they know like in a roundabout way the demographic they're going to hit with this specific post, but they don't know who is on the other side of that screen. You do. That's magic, you guys. When we go to social media in 2022, and I'm part of this problem, but we've been so conditioned by internet marketing gurus and how-to articles and blogs and maybe even past episodes of this podcast but we've really leaned into the masculine energy of marketing so, so much that we think we need every single tool and system and funnel and subscription to make a post work. And I think all of that still is important, but I feel like somewhere along the line, we've been disconnected from the magic. And the magic is what is going to make the biggest difference, particularly for your small town, small business. And what I want you to think about the next time you go to post is the person on the other side of that screen. Now, just a little bit ago, I had the opportunity to, a few days ago at the time of this recording, um, but I had the opportunity to attend a gathering of female business owners in Tiffin, Iowa. And I originally encountered Empower Her, which you've heard Janine King on this podcast before. Um, But I originally encountered Empower Her back in 2019, and it was at that time just four people in a mastermind who wanted to grow their businesses. And then in 2020, late 2020, I think again, like we had gone through COVID, the like early days of COVID, and we were just starting to like maybe in small towns like gather again. And so at the end of 2020, Empower Her like came back into my life as like a small group of us in the tri-county area around where I live. And like, I think it was maybe like 10 or 12 of us gathered monthly. And then 
Now, here we are, 2022. My friend Janine had a conference and women from all over the Midwest, 120 women were in one room. And it's people I know closely, like in my real life, my sister-in-law, my cousin, my team members, but also these women who I've been able to forge relationships with via the power of social media. And I had a friend who I vox all the time, but I've never met her in real life. And we got to hug and there was so much power in that. And I had another friend who I know has been going through a lot of struggle and challenge in her own business, but I haven't seen her in months. And so we were able to, um, she doesn't like to hug. So we just were like, I tapped her leg and I was like, oh my gosh, it's so good to see you. But after that gathering, like there was so much excitement and like seriously, the women there, they were like, there's just a lot of energy in this room. It's so exciting to be here. And it was, the energy was palpable. But afterwards I was reflecting and I was like, you know what? This is the power of social media. This is the magic in physical form. Because without social media, how would we have been able to gather this many women from across the Midwest in one place? How would I have been able to hug that person who I've never ever met before, but feel like we are friends and we've been friends for a long time? And I know what she's succeeding in and I know what she's struggling in. That's the power of social, guys. Social is not about the metrics. Your marketing is not about the click rate. Yeah, sure, those are important, but it's about the people. It's about bringing the people together. It's about the magic and allowing that magic to be there. It's a mix of the masculine and the feminine. It can't only be statistics and strategy. It has to have room for receiving and allowing and relationships. There's time and there's space for both energy and strategy. And that's what we have to do. It's not easy, but that's what's going to be the differentiator between your marketing that hits and your marketing that misses the mark. Because if we put the strategy first, if we put that in front of all else, we can do all the right things and it still doesn't connect with the emotions in the heart of the people we know that we can help the most. Similarly, if we only do the emotions and the relationship building, we can have all the friends and followers in the world, but we might not be able to get them into our business so that we can continue doing the work we love. We have to have a mix of the both, you guys. So long story short, in this very um, disjointed, disconnected, not at all polished episode, I hope you heard that you can do what feels really good to you. And maybe you don't follow every single step I've ever recommended here on the podcast, but if you follow a few of them, that's going to help you connect with others. And as we go forward, particularly with this podcast, but probably also in the offers that I have going forward, you're going to see the emphasis still on tactics, but also in making sure that the tactics we employ are the ones that fit you and your followers and your people the best. Now, me personally, at this point, like I had kind of alluded to earlier, like I have had this six-year-long business and businesses and people evolve over that time, right? And so I feel myself like leaning in more and more to this energetic idea. So like we're going to still talk some marketing, we're going to still talk some social, but you're going to hear a lot of energy going forward too. So um, next week's episode, this one's just a little bitty shorty episode, guys. So it's not our usual like 45 minutes or an hour long. 
Next week, you're going to get a full episode because I am interviewing one of my favorite all-time people. She's been a mentor to me for years. Um, so we're going to keep this one short and sweet, but next week know that you're in for a treat of a long episode. Um, so I hope to see you back here on the podcast next week for even more. In the meantime, I want you to think about where are you having masculine and feminine energy in your own life and how can we make more space to allow? That's the challenge. All right. Thank you for being here, friend. And I'll be back next week with more. Hey there. Thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of the Small Minded Podcast, the place on the internet where we celebrate small towns, small businesses, and the people who love them. If you enjoyed this episode, we would be forever grateful to have a review of your experience over on iTunes, Spotify, our website, or wherever you tuned in today. And as always, we welcome you sharing this podcast with your friends and family on social. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Small Minded Podcast or at mollyknuthmedia.com slash podcast. Please go out, make today a good one. Take a small step towards a bigger impact. Here's to a life well-lived being small-minded. <laughs>